Hi everyone, I'm Brianne Thomas, host of the podcast Ghostly History. You're listening to Blazer Radio, the voice of Hood College in Frederick, Maryland. When you're done listening here, jump over to Apple Podcasts and take a listen to my podcast Ghostly History. Or listen to one of the other awesome podcasts created by my fellow Hood College podcasters. Just go to the Apple Podcast app and search for HCB Studios. Enjoy and have a great day. Hello, and welcome to Ghostly History. I am Brianne Thomas. Ghostly History is where we talk about ghost stories and history. Today we are talking about the second wife of King Henry VIII, Anne Boleyn. Get your snacks and be ready. Here is a story. Okay, to give you some backstory, Anne Boleyn was the second wife of King Henry VIII, who we all know did not have the best track record with his wives. Anne being the second wife was the reason why Henry VIII made his own church, the Church of England. Henry was infatuated with Anne from the start, but began cheating on his wife. Henry grew tired of Anne after not giving him a boy heir. Anne was accused of high treason and was executed. She was accused of not being able to control her cardinal lust, which she was accused of cheating on Henry. Anne was held in the Tower of London before her execution, where the majority of her ghost sightings happened. The first sighting of Anne Boleyn happened in 1864. In 1864, a guard was in the tower doing his normal rounds. When he saw what he thought was an intruder, after seeing this person who was wearing all white, he ran to stab the person with a battalion. But instead of stabbing an intruder, the guard ran right into the wall. After the incident, the guard realized he recognized the ghost as Anne Boleyn. This being the first sighting of Anne makes sense to me. This is where she was held before she was executed. Like, at this point in the tower, she knew she was going to be killed, but not when. Like, this being the first place her ghost appears, to me seems a bit poetic. Her ghost life starts where her real life ended. Anne did not want to die, and she was killed for no reason other than Henry VIII having the wrong genetics and being incredibly unhealthy. If you did not know, gender of a human comes from the father, not the mother. And Henry being extremely unhealthy, drinking, eating everything in sight did not help and also caused Anne to have a miscarriage, which was believed to be a boy, and she was blamed for it. Which sucks. Like, it was Henry's fault. But science and men thinking that they could do no wrong back then. And plus he was a king. No one's going to blame a king, which sucks. You got you to gotta hold people like that accountable. But then also every Christmas, Anne Boleyn's ghost is said to visit her childhood home at Hevner Castle, which I like that. It's like, it's Christmas and she wants to go home, be a child again. And then I have a first-hand account from that. I have a first-hand account of someone who claims to have seen Anne at Hevner Castle. In 2015, a man named Liam Archer believes he caught Anne Boleyn on camera at Hevner Castle. Archer was exploring the castle with his family. He took a picture in the castle in the prayer room, not thinking anything of it. And then when he goes back and looks at the picture, there's an object that appears to be a left hand reaching in from one of the corners. 
Archer believed that this was the hand of Anne Boleyn. And previously to this experience, Archer did not believe in ghosts. This story, to me, is a bit far-fetched. It's just, I saw the picture, and it just looks like a blur. It's just like, you, it does look like a hand, but it just kind of looks like a white blur as well. If anything, it could just have been the sun gleaming in at the right time. Well, like, I kind of think Archer did actually believe, but then he just, he wanted something to, like, be like, oh, see, there's proof, I believe, rather than him just not believing and just, I don't know. Don't know where I was going with this. Oh, well, next story I have is Anne Boleyn in Blinking Hall. Blinking Hall, which is said to be the birthplace of Anne Boleyn, has one of my favorite stories found. On the anniversary of her death, May 19th, it is said Anne returns to Blinking Hall. There have been reports of a group of six headless horses riding up to the hall. In the carriage they're pulling is Anne Boleyn, which she sits with her severed head in her lap. Once the carriage reaches the entrance, it vanishes. And it said Anne walks in to Blinking Hall carrying her own head. Which, I don't, I don't like, I really liked this one because it just, how detailed it was. But it being this detailed, just kind of seems like it was also made up at the same time. It's like, but I do like the fact of her returning to her birthplace when she died. Like, but it just, the story seems made up with how much detail it is. If I had seen this in person, I knew I would need to put on a psych hold. So, because like, I, I'm a person, I'm open-minded to believing anything is possible. But seeing that, I would lose it. That is just, that'd be a bit much for me. Like, I love horror movies, I love stuff of gore. But actually seeing something like that in person would be a whole nother story. It's like, I can watch stuff knowing it's fake. But seeing something in person, you know is real. You, there's no way of tricking your brain that it was fake or not true. That, that, that would push me to the edge. In 1882, Anne's ghost was seen in the Chapel Royal of St. Peter and Vesula. This is where her body is buried. A guard saw a light in which was in a supposedly locked chapel. The guard grabbed the ladder and put it up against a window to look inside. When he looked inside, he was surprised what he saw. What he saw was a procession of a group of people. At the front of the group, there appeared to be a lady in white whose face could not be seen. The rest of the figure looked similar to the reports of what Anne Boleyn looked like. It's a lot of the stories I have found seem to have Anne not show her face, which I guess kind of, I guess, guess it makes sense because her head was cut off. So maybe it's like if her ghost is being I seen, like then her head is just elsewhere. That'd be weird. Like get your head cut off and then as a ghost, you don't have one. But then there's the carriage story where she's carrying her head, but... In this one, her face wasn't seen. So I wonder where her head was here. Maybe it was like behind her or something. It has also been seen in Windsor Castle. But Windsor Castle, she has mostly just been seen standing 
at the window in the Dean's Cloister. Also at Windsor Castle, there are ghost stories that claims Anne Boleyn has been seen running down to corridors, screaming, sometimes clutching her head. She was terrified when she was going to be killed. Who wouldn't be? She was getting her head cut off. This ghost story kind of just kind of shows what distress she was in when she was killed. Because when she was being killed, it was for something she did not do. And then she was also leaving behind her daughter, who was young, and didn't know what was going to happen to her. All Anne knew, her kid was going to be killed. But then her child eventually ends up being the Queen of England. Her name was Elizabeth. She was known as the Virgin Queen, which also, Virginia was named after her. Fun fact there. She's also been seen at Hampton Court, headless, and in a blue or black dress. Not sure what, what the significance of the dress is, but I guess you would notice if those are the only two colors she wears. And then she is also has been seen at Rochford Hall, which is said to be the first place Henry VIII first saw in. And it's the house the Bolins owned in 1515 was said to be a secret meeting place of Henry VIII and Anne Boleyn before anything happened with separation of the church or the Church of England. It's also said there's like a secret tunnel beneath the home that Henry used to discreetly leave the house. I wonder if that's true. Because like, that'd be interesting just like to go there and explore and look for that tunnel. Hmm. I wonder if anyone's looked for it. Because it's just... All I found, it said there was rumors of this tunnel. But that's something pretty easily you could go explore for. Like, just get, like, a group of people and just be, like, go through everything. And there's a lot of things now. I'm not sure what they're called. But there's devices now where you can kind of see stuff like that. Do Like, if there's, like, a tunnel or anything. And then also, to the previous owner of Rockford Hall, there are sightings of a headless lady and feelings of extreme cold in rooms, which that could possibly be Anne, or that could possibly also just be it's dark and you think you see something, and then it's an old place, so that could be what the cold's from. I don't know, like, all these stories, it's just like, it just seems like it just shows, like, at the end of Anne's life. She was in distress. She was being falsely accused. There was nothing she could do. All she wanted was to make sure her kid was safe. She wanted to do what was right for England. And it's not her fault that any of the stuff that happened to her happened to her. Henry blamed her for her miscarriage and giving birth to a daughter, which none of those things were caused by her. The, the daughter was Henry's genetics. One, the miscarriage was from Henry being unhealthy. And two, there was a lot of rumors of Henry cheating on her and had proof Henry was cheating on her and the stress of all of that caused a miscarriage. Anne's ghost is clearly in distress. The screaming and holding her head running down halls, the constant wondering and not knowing what's happening. It's with ghosts they're said to have unfinished business. I think Anne's unfinished business is not knowing what happened to her kid. It's, it's terrible. I know I don't want kids, but just the thought of like having one but not knowing what's going to happen to it, that's scary. It's just terrible. I just feel bad for Anne. 
And then even before Anne died, her brother had been executed. And just, like, because he was said to have involvement in her plan. You bring your brother in on your plan on cheating on your husband? That doesn't make sense. They were jumping from point A to point D there. But then after her execution, Anne's father lost his position as Lord Privy Seal. And he died shortly after. Anne had a sister named Mary. And she lived until, like, 1543. Which... What after happened after Anne's death is terrible. King Henry tried to write her out of history books, get rid of every picture of her in the, in the castle, which he then tried to replace everything with Jane Seymour, his third wife. But then after Anne's death, Anne's daughter Elizabeth was put in the care of Catherine of Aragon's daughter, Mary. But then during Anne's daughter's reign, her reputation was partly, like, fixed, and portraits of her were created and hung up, at least a little bit after she had died. There was some good work that was put into it. And then here I have the last words of Anne Boleyn, and I'm just going to read them for you. Good Christian people, I am come hither to die, for according to law, and by the law I am judged to die, and therefore I will speak nothing against it. I come hither t- to accuse no man, nor to speak anything of that, whereof I am accused and condemned to die. But I pray God save the king and send him long to reign over you. For a gentler nor a more merciful prince was there never, and to me he was never a good, a gentle, and sovereign lord. And if any person will meddle in of my cause, I require them to the best judge. And thus I take my leave of the world and of you all. And I heartily desire you all to pray for me. O Lord, have mercy on me. To God I condemned my soul. And then after she had kneeled down, and she also was blindfolded during her execution, she said the lines over again and over again, To Jesus Christ I condemn my soul. Lord Jesu, receive my soul. It's like, Anne just accepted her death at that point. There was nothing stopping her from just ragging on a Henry and saying how terrible of a person he is and like this and that. It's just, I don't know. Like at that point... I would have been yelling and screaming about, like, how terrible he was. You're going to die anyway. Might as well die fighting. But she probably was thinking of her daughter. Like, leaving her daughter, she probably wanted some peace, make sure she was good, taken care of, wasn't seen as terrible, which I know, like, when in, like, royal, if you're seen as a traitor and killed, then your children probably would be seen as traitors so maybe she was just trying to leave everything so that her daughter would be safe but it didn't help when Henry got remarried because once he got remarried his daughter was considered a bastard and back then children who were considered that just they weren't treated well even though it wasn't their fault that they were titled that word They still reap the wrongs of their parents, I guess. 
and Anne didn't deserve anything that happened to her. She deserved to be happy. All the wives of King Henry deserved to be happy. It's like even his last one that lived past him, she ended up getting remarried and then died during childbirth. It's all his wives were just treated bad. His first one was divorced. His second one was beheaded. His third one died. And then he divorced his fourth one, beheaded his fifth one, and then the sixth one lived past him, but then went on to die in childbirth. It's none of the wives of King Henry had pretty solid lives. But Anne especially. It's like Henry was married to his first wife 24 years before he divorced her from Anne. It's like a new church was formed because of her. It's the Catholic Church wouldn't grant Henry a divorce. So he just went, you know what? Okay, I'm leaving. And then that was that. There was Church of England. And then Anne was then killed because she couldn't give him a son. Which, that's still, it makes me mad. It's like, you got like, it makes me mad they didn't think. It's like, six wives, a lot of miscarriages, a couple girls. There was one son and he was heavily sickly. Like, you got, like, they doesn't, they weren't putting two and two together. They were getting, they were doing two plus two equals five. Which, no. It's all these things happen. Like, I don't, I don't see why they would just think, oh, I'm not getting a son, let's kill my wife. Henry just, Henry was insane. It's like, which I love how Anne Boleyn's daughter, Elizabeth I, became queen. She became queen, kind of stuck a certain finger up in the air to Henry. Kind of honored her mother's death. It's like, it was amazing. No other way to, like, think of it. It just, Elizabeth got the throne. Anne's, Anne's blood was on the throne. And then there's a bunch of other chaos with her being on the throne and a bunch of other things. But that's not this podcast. Our main focus today is Anne. And her beautiful self. Oh, she actually was recently a, a painting of Anne discovered. It was discovered that there was a painting of Anne painted over with. And there's like, I'm not sure what it's, I think it's X, some x-ray technology they used. And they found what they believe it's to be Anne Boleyn. Because the picture of the woman has a necklace that has a bee around her neck which was said and to wear. So I'm hoping that it actually is Anne Boleyn. Just, so maybe just there's a little bit more of her out there in history. Because they really, Henry did really try to erase her and forget about her. She was seen as just a terrible person for doing nothing. And then after doing nothing, she was killed. And then tried to be erased from history. And even before she was killed, her brother was killed. 
and then because of everything, her father lost his title. It just... How big can your ego be? Like, Henry's ego must have been bigger... Oh my, bigger than Mount Everest. Like, in history, well, the history I know, I don't think, like, maybe Napoleon's ego, but Henry had a pretty big ego. He's like, if there was a list of egos, Henry would be near the top. Like, his, just, the audacity, too. Like, oh, I don't have a son. Let me kill my wife. Ugh. But when he finally got a son, it was sickly. Like, it, like he, Jane Seymour was his third wife, and the one that gave him a son. And it said he loved her the most because of the son. But then she died shortly after. But it was believed she died from cancer. I think that's what it was. Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure if I'm right if she died, if they say she died from cancer. If I am right, do quote me though. I want to sound smart. At some points during this, I sound like maybe I was speculating whether or not ghosts are real. I'm not sure. Like, I believe anything's possible, but I need to see it for myself. If I was to see a ghost, then I would believe. But right now, I'm just kind of at the point where who knows? But it's been 500 years since since the execution of Anne Boleyn. If her ghost was trapped and she had unfinished business, it has been 500 years worth of being trapped, not being able to do anything but float around in the state of terror she was in when she was killed. These stories just prove if there are ghosts, how distressed some of them are. I'm going to end this here before I just start rambling. So, thank you for listening to Ghostly History. I'm Brianne Thomas. Come back next week to listen to the stories of Colonial Williamsburg. I'm not going to focus on just a specific person. I'm just going to tell stories from the historical area. Hope you listen to the next one.